This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh, it's Goldie's Closet, episode 220. Can you believe it? Gosh, it's been so many pods. All of you, such a blessing. It's such a privilege to be able to come into your ears and into your crevices each week on Russo's brand. It's your golden girl, Goldie Locks, or Goldie Lock, as a lot of the Asian friends of mine like to call me. They somehow forget the S. That's not being racist. That's just being, well, telling the truth. I love it. I am Goldie Lock. I am Goldie Locks. I am whatever you want me to be. We've got a great episode for you. This is somebody that I'm so stupid. I didn't even know that I worked with in NWA. And I was speaking with Bill Barons. Yes, the one and only Bill Barons. And he said, You need to get Judas on your podcast. And I was like, well, hell yeah. And I looked him up and I was like, and I know this guy and I didn't even know this guy. But once again, Goldie's Closet is used for redemption. Okay. So this guy started out, he was, uh, he was in personal training. He was a gym rat and he bumped into somebody, which you have to tune in to find out who, when he was about 24, did sort of like challenge. He's brought in and then he's in, next thing you know, in NWA and then he's back in Puerto Rico. And then the next thing you know, he's back in NWA. And then the next thing you know, he's in Billy Corgan's promotion, just like that. Not just like that. It took years. It took years of really hard work and perseverance and we get to be a fly on the wall and hear his story and start out all the bang with nutrition and any chance that I get to just suck up information about somebody who is physically perfect, who is a six or God. And just like, you know, oh, can I just, by the way, ask you this question? Because I know a lot of the bros babes on the brand are bettering themselves. Jay Baca, I know you're one of them. Kevin Mari. I know you're one of them. Big Evil Pops, you better get on the freaking bandwagon and just make your life as healthy and awesome as possible. And we're going to get to hear this guy's routine and how he's dropped and gained. We're going to hear about how he started. We're going to hear lessons that he's learned the, the hard way and the best tricks and tips from Jeff Jarrett, Double J himself. Without further ado, Goldie's Closet, episode 220. Yay! Special guest today. We're just gonna we're just gonna go with Judas, not Judas, and not other names. Judas, sure. what a pleasure to have you here. I so appreciate you making time. Thanks for having me in here. And and look at and, and I was looking at all these hot babes and and people in the background. And for does everybody know that you have a gym? Because I didn't know that you had a gym. Is this common knowledge? Um, yeah, I, I would say fifty percent of the people alive know that I have one. The other fifty percent have never heard of it. So. <laughs> and where where is this gym located? Are we allowed to say that or not? Yeah, we can. Um, Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, you're in South Carolina. You're in Hootie oh. Land. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and we do personal training, um, meal look, plans, all that, yeah. all the good stuff. And you want to get your personal training and your meal plans from somebody who actually looks like they walk the walk. I Can I just tell you how frustrating it is at so many gyms that I go to and then traveling in our band and you, these people are personal trainers and it's terrifying. Like I would never want to look like them. Like, no. you know what I mean? It's like, you, yeah. I want somebody that looks like they actually know what they're talking about. So tell people where, 
where can we find i wish i would have put that at the bottom of the ticker now where just so, on your instagram like where can we find you yeah so the the social is all for balance fitness it's the number four b-a-l a-n-c-e fitness um, for balance for balance uh and and the reason it's called for balance is the four pillars of health and wellness so you got your your strength your cardiovascular health you got your nutrition that's very important and then you have the um mental wellness the mental health aspect of staying focused and doing what you have to do uh to get in shape and achieve your goals i love it i you really do walk the walk and you know, when when Bill Barons, who turned me on to you, said you need to interview this guy, get him on your pod for Russo's brand, and I looked you up, I was like, okay, and I'm not trying to be weird, but like you look like what a wrestler should look like. It's not even your height. It's just you've got the body of what are, I just, just the glory days. Like, what do you think about modern day wrestlers if they don't quite, I mean, are you cool with it? Like, you got the high flyers, you've got all the luchas, you've got some guys that I never thought really looked like wrestlers that are just completely kicking ass out there. So I can't talk any smack about certain friends of mine that were, that were yeah. from impact, but like, what are your thoughts on it? Do you, do you, when you see like the guys with the big bellies or the guys that are just clearly out of shape and even the girls, are you into it? Do you think it's fine for their gimmick or do you well, secretly kind of think oh, they should reel it in? Well, uh, I feel like, there should be various body types. Okay. So you should have your body guys. Yep. But we would have never had guys like Dusty Rhodes had we said, if you've got a fat belly, you can't do it. That's interesting. And I appreciate your spin on that because there's a couple a couple friends that are at your promotion that, you know, they're just like, I... And even I was talking with Eric Watts the other day and he's like, I just was never that guy. You know what I mean? He yeah. didn't have the big belly or anything like that, but he just, he just was Eric and he was brilliant and he was awesome. Um, and there's plenty, there's plenty of guys that are out there. My, my, I won't say who, but he's in your promotion <laughs> and he's always like, I am what I am. And he definitely appeals to a certain demographic of good old boy, good old girl. Like it, it is what it is. And, and people absolutely love him. And I, I yeah. love that he's comfortable in his skin now. And I love that he's finally getting the attention that he deserves because he's been working for so many years and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of NWA and I'm proud of, of the roster. Um, but I still secretly always like people that look like you. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Just, just because um, I have done, I'm professional wrestling. I, I did that for years and still mm -hmm. am somewhat connected and in the music and the movies and, all, and there's just such little left that wows me that I want to be wowed. And when you look like you do and you have physical near perfection, it's like, wow, like I know what goes into looking like that. So you obviously eat pretty clean. I would assume. <laughs> no, you Sometimes. don't asshole. I got a metabolism that wants me to be oh. 150 pounds. <laughs> I have, I, I literally eat like between eight and 10,000 calories a day. No lie. Um, I hate your guts. Yeah. But how much are you working out though to burn that though? That's a, you probably have a metabolism because you're lifting all the time. Uh, I do an hour a day. But, um, but it no yeah. thank you. So um, what 30 second rest in between, or do you go to an Arnold exhaustion or how do you do it? Um, I'm, I mix it up. Uh, I do a lot of rest pause 
workouts, um, a lot of dog crap style training. Have you heard of that? No, explain uh, briefly Breeders Digest of both. <laughs> so basically go to like one or two reps before failure, complete failure with perfect form, rest like 10 seconds and then go to failure again, rest 10 seconds, go to failure again and do that until you can't get another rep. That's Arnold. Yeah, that, that's it's, how he did it's it. It's Arnold stuff. Yeah, it is. Um, and then a lot of superset back and forth, more Arnold stuff, more push okay. pull supersets, like a bench press pull up or lap pull down, and just go for high volume with no rest, just going. Nonstop. Go for high volume, but not that heavy. Then, um, yeah, a lot of times it's it's. I mean, heavy heavy's relative, but you're doing. You're going 10 to 20 reps, depending on what you're at in that cycle. So I'm shooting for 10 to 20. Sometimes it may be 15. Sometimes it may be just 10. Sometimes I may go to 20 on that first set. And then I just keep that same weight and just keep going back and forth. And and by the end of it, you're getting one or two, two reps at a time. And by the end of it, after one workout, you'll look just like Judas. Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> and then go eat like four double cheeseburgers and a milkshake to get calories. You do not. Do you, <laughs> is that your bulking? Do you eat just shit to bulk or do you actually eat clean and good calories and just eat more of it? Or um, do you go eat cheeseburgers? I, I go through phases. Like right now I'm, I'm doing like a bulk. So I'm eight to 10,000 a day. If I'm trying to cut, I just throw intermittent fasting in and I'll do um, anywhere between a 16 and a 24 hour fast every other day. Okay. That, that, that'll cut my body fat down. Wow. AJ does a lot of intermittent fasting. Yeah. I'm always checking in with him to find out like, how are you looking that good? I know you're not 20 anymore. He's so sweet. He's always doing the intermittent (laughs) fasting. Intermittent fasting fasting works. Does it? Some people say it's complete bullshit. Do you think it is or not? I thought it was complete bullshit for a long time. Um, and then I tried it on a dare. Um, like it was about five years ago. There was this, it was like September. There was like this big intermittent fasting, um, like challenge going on social media. Yes. And the clients of my gym, they, it, they challenged me to do it because it was 24 hours on and off for 30 days to see what you could do. Okay. So what? 24 hours, I don't eat anything. And then for the next 24 hours I eat what regularly or is there a you schedule? Eat regular. Yeah. Okay. So if you're, you're, so if your calories needed for the day were, 4,000, you would just eat 4,000 calories. Okay. And then, and then you would get it in that 24 hour window. And then you would go 24 hours. You wouldn't eat zip. Like just not, water, water just and coffee, water. right? Not even coffee. Interesting. Okay. It was I, can, I, I do the master cleanse for four to five weeks. Do you know what the master cleanse is? Yeah. So it's similar to that. Yeah. Well, at least we're getting, you know, minerals and carbohydrates with the master cleanse. And for those of you who don't know what the master cleanse is, it's water with, uh, it would be like an eight ounce glass of water with a couple of tablespoons of fresh squeezed lemon juice and two tablespoons of grade B or whatever you can find molasses syrup and a a little tap tap of cayenne pepper. And you just want to gag, but it completely cleans out your system. And I do that before any shoots or, or just to keep my dad's cancer at bay. He thinks it helps him keep his cancer away. So I match him a couple times a year. And then after the fourth week, I'm still fine because yeah. I'm used to it. It's mental three days and you're just like, Oh, I'm dying. I'm hungry. And then fourth day, it's like, this is nothing. Just keep drinking your stuff. And you, you definitely go 
a long time. So I can do that. But like, I think I can do the water thing, knowing that I'm going to be able to eat the next day. So you do that for, for 30 days. So basically 15 days of eating and 15 days not. Yep. And what, what kind of results did you see from this? You know, so many of our brand members on Rousseau's brand are just catching the bug. And I see these mother truckers, brother, you would be so freaking proud of them. They're dropping 50, 100, 150, 200 pounds and just completely changing their lives. They're becoming so strong and so lean and mentally just like present and confident and everything. That's just my whole life. And I absolutely love it and applaud it. Has that always been for you? Or was there ever a time when you were growing up or maybe you were out of shape or because you're tall? So were you lanky? When did you really get the bug for for just being, you know, being perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you remember back in the day, they used to play nothing but workout shows on ESPN. Yes. All morning. So when I was like eight, I started watching those from like seven in the morning to one in the afternoon and would not leave the house until they were over. Um, and when I was, you know, they ask you that silly question, what do you want to do when you grow up? Yep. Um, and mine was, I want to own a gym. Are you kidding me? Literally told me, pick another profession because that's going to be impossible. Um, so I I went to college for exercise science. Um, so I've got my bachelor's in exercise science, and then I went back to school because I figured having the nutrition degree would help as well. So I went back. Um, while I was at Impact, I was doing um, online school. Uh, to finish my nutrition degree. So I got my bachelor's in nutrition uh, as well. Did you help a lot of the people at Impact? Uh, A couple with a few questions here and there, Um, but not really. Um, Oh, they should have. If nobody comes and asks, I don't. Yeah, I would have came and asked. I learned everything. (laughs) Like people learn everything in kindergarten. I learned everything the first cast, first round of impact, like all, all of my friends were the ones that um, they weren't really the partiers. And after the pay-per-view in, you know, either Nashville or Orlando, they'd be hitting a gym or we had gym hookups everywhere or the hotel gym, you know, they were, they were very, very clean living and just, and you know what, they look absolutely beautiful to this day, or they're like the biggest stars in WWE. And I'm, I'm so proud that I got to learn from them. Like I literally sucked up everything Judas that I possibly could and down to the eating and just, just everything. Like it's such a cool lifestyle and thing. And now you're doing both. So you wanted a gym and then where does wrestling come into play? Like how old are you when you start seeing that? Or was that something that came about later on in life? Cause I know you started pretty early, but how did, how did that all happen? So I played ball in college. And when I got out, there was like a year, um, I was doing some personal training at the local Golds. Okay. I also was um, delivering Pepsis. Um, Shit. For my, that's what that's what my my degree was doing was delivering Pepsis. And uh, you know who else did that? Wildcat Chris Harris to del- del- oh, really Pepsi delivered Pepsis. Same thing. Yep. yep keep and, going. And and so um, I met. Uh, uh, trainer, he used to be a an enhancement talent on um, the TBS shows back in the day, back in the eighties. And I remember watching him as a kid, um, Brody Chase. Okay, I met him. Um, he challenged me to give it a try. 
Um, I've watched wrestling since I was able to watch TV. Um, so I remembered who he was. And I was like, sure, I'll come play around in the ring and give it a try. How old were you about here? Uh, 24. Oh, okay, older. You're older. Okay. Yeah. And so I came and tried it out. And it was all natural. I could do all the things without really any explanation. Really? Wow. Yeah. Because um, I just grew up playing all the sports. And um, so it was kind of second nature just to get in a ring and do everything and i have no fear so jumping off things and flipping and falling didn't scare me i was going to try it um so i just kind of fell into it that way and then like a, a year a year later i met bill barons oh um, that's so i didn't know you met bill that long ago because i'm looking yeah. at it and it says 2003 you started with the dark city soldiers yeah. yeah. Were, you, were you wrestling before then? Um, for like a year and a half. Um, and and I didn't want to go to, because it was NWA Wildside, I didn't want to go to Wildside and not be ready. Because I'd heard horror stories about Bill and how he would talk to people if they weren't ready. <laughs> really? Bill? <laughs> I'd heard horror stories about him. So I was afraid to show up and not be ready to to do anything in front of him. Um, I didn't want to get escorted out the back door for being terrible. Well, so, I never knew that about Bill. Bill just seems like the softest pussycat to me, but I guess he's got an edge. Who knew? Disguise. I didn't know. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's, he, he's, he's super nice, but boy, he's brutally blunt. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> He will hurt your feelings just by telling you honesty. Um, wow. So I, I wanted to to impress everybody because, like, I wanted to go further than just local indies in the Carolinas. And um, you obviously did. You must be so proud of everything that you've accomplished. I am um, very much. And and Bill was very integral in all that. Ah, uh, put it, put him over. Here you go. This is gonna yeah, be a song clip right now. Let's put over Bill Barons. Bill Barons, put him over right now. Here's a little song clip. So, why why was Bill so uh, influential in your career? Um, well, he uh, he taught me a lot about the networking and the politics side of wrestling. Nice. Um, and he helped me get me my first uh, appearances with TNA back in 2003 when I was there to get me that experience. I came in and did. Uh, Matches against Chris Saban and Abyss. Okay, so here's dipshit me. I met you then and didn't don't even know that then. No, I look way different than this. I didn't have the beard. I didn't have the dreads. Yeah, but obviously I met you. Uh, I don't think we met then. I mean, I was working there. Yeah, but you were busy doing all the interviews and stuff. But I don't think we really got what? to meet. Okay, fair enough. But like, what? Yeah. So, so you're wait, you're back right when I was. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, Dude, I have no that. idea. I had no idea what was going on. So just, you have to excuse me. <laughs> I had no fucking idea what was going on. That's why I do this podcast. And I'm, and I'm, and, and newsflash, I'm a very introverted, shy person. And I've grown out of that. But back then I was super introverted, super shy. Um, and I've had to force myself to get out of it to help with networking and politics. 
to get anywhere in this business. Well, didn't you say to me on our communication, you said, um, be, take it easy on me. So you don't do a lot of podcasts. Uh, yours is like the first one. Why? Why? Why aren't you doing podcasts? Nobody's nobody contacts me. And, and sometimes people contact and I'll ask Bill and he's like, yeah, don't do that. You need to make a li- listen to me. You're, here's your homework. You need to make a list of some some podcasts and just reach out or ask Bill to reach out and see what you can do in return for Bill. Say, if you do this for yeah. me, I'll do it. Please learn from my mistakes. I was so pompous mm-hmm. and dumb and stupid and I just didn't do the amount of podcasts that I should have and I just kick myself like it's one of those things I wish I could just go back in time and fix so now no matter what there's a couple that I'm like "Eh, I'm on Bill's Bill's team for that one but for the most part no matter how uncomfortable of a time of day that it is whatever if they're in you know in Australia or they're in Europe or Ireland whatever they are I, I do them and I just I wish I could go back in time and and do, I, I just wish I knew what I knew now back then, obviously, you know, yeah. hindsight um, is 2020, but make a list of some of the podcasts, reach out to the sports skeetas and the people that are out there and pump up your social and pump up your stuff. You're, you're a beautiful guy. You're great. You're humble. You're on time. You're, you're professional. Like those are the kinds of people you that deserve to just be bigger than life and have that lead to other things and to acting and to whatever it is else that you want to get into. Like, Use that platform because it's out there and most podcasts need guests. You know, like let's say I said, I'm very, very grateful that you're making your, your time to do this and you're, you're somebody that everybody's going to be super excited to see. And then they're like, oh, wow, Goldie, you know, you got a good guest, you know, so thanks for making me. I, hope, okay. I, hope, you, I hope they say that. <laughs> At, are you kidding? No, absolutely. No, absolutely. And I'm, I'm wearing my sweet last dragon T-shirt. What does that have to do with? What is that? Oh, you don't know show enough? I don't know, show enough. Tell me what it is. Come on. I You've don't see The Last Dragon? No. That's your homework, Goldie. Okay. I'm going to text you next week and see if you- Last Dragon. Is it a Bruce Lee movie or- Bruce Leroy movie. Bruce Lee what? B- Bruce Leroy. Who is Bruce Leroy? It's the star of the movie. So it it's a movie Last from the Dra- 80s. Oh, okay, okay. That brought us DeBarge. Who? DeBarge. You remember DeBarge? Uh, the singer? Yeah, the singer. He made his debut to the world in The Last Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chico DeBarge. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to look for that. You know, he dated Janet Jackson. Oh, really? I yes. didn't know that. Yeah. So I think he was dating Vanity at the time because she's also in The Last Dragon. Oh, God. Now, that's my <laughs> stomping grounds. I'm from Minneapolis. My record deal was with Prince and Vanity and all. That's his protege. So all yeah. those. All those girls. That's crazy. All right. I will watch that. Thank God. No, everybody will love this. They'll love to know your story. And I'm always pounding health and wellness for everybody. And a lot of our brand members need to be reminded of that and need to know to, to stay on track and, and be rewarded for that. So here we are. We're 24 years old. Bill Barron, Bill Barron's brings you into like some sort of dark match at, at TNA Impact. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it was dark or if it aired. Now I don't remember. Okay. Um, and I did a, I did a match. Uh, with it was Saban and uh, I think it was a I think he was tagging with Elix. I'm looking at Saban right partner? right there. I'm looking for maybe. Oh, I just saw Elix the other day. He came to one of our shows in McDonough, Georgia, and he's alive and kicking and doing well. So we, you did. We were talking about him at the last NWA tapings. If anybody's ever heard from him, 
in the last. He's few real quiet. He's real quiet. He had some personal things happen and just kind of went off the grid. You know, okay. he had so he had some. His his son died, and oh, that was that, yeah that yeah. And I don't even know the circumstances, but like he won't do any podcast. He doesn't want to talk about it. He just stays off the grid. But he showed oh, up with his with his wife at our show, and it. And then I didn't tell him, but I invited Eric Watts and Eric Watts showed up and you would have just, and then more wrestlers showed up and it was just like, people had no idea what was going on. It was absolute pandemonium and chaos. And it was the best night of my life. Like they were so loud and obnoxious and screaming and, and a bunch of wrestlers loud and obnoxious. No, but I mean, in a, in this sort of like setting is it's a real upscale, like, you know, venue. And like, it was, it was awesome. And they're like, bring your friends anytime. And Eric was just three sheets to the wind. And I wish that you guys could have all been there listening and watching the pod today because it was just such a cool reunion. But um, so, yeah, you did with Elix. Elix Elix is one of those people that is just a champion athlete, like across the board, just like walks the walk. Freaking nature. And he's beautiful and he still looks good and black don't crack. And he looks so good. He has taken such good care of himself. So you worked Elix, Sabian, who else? Uh, Then uh, we can't, I did Abyss. Oh God! The match with Abyss. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And then I got a uh, Bill hooked me up with a lot of uh, extra talent, dark match stuff with the WWE. Damn. Um, and they never gave me anything because they were like, "You're too big." What? Yeah, they were like, "You're too big." And uh, then I had a meeting with uh, Larinitis at one of the Raw tapings, and he told me to go to Deep South and start reporting there. And so I was like. So I show up and Jody Hamilton's like, yeah, we're going to start doing all these things with you. And they never signed me officially, but expected me there every week, training and doing the shows. Paid? Um, hmm? Paid? Nope, not paid. So I was showing up hoping to get noticed. And then um, uh, Luke and Sabio in Puerto Rico called and I took off and went down there. Before we talk about Puerto Rico, because that's definitely something that's noteworthy on your on your uh, on your repertoire, they're expecting you to show up every week for no pay and work. How are you making ends meet at this time? What are you doing? And then what kind of a job do you have that's you're able to just pick up and go and do whatever you need to do? I uh, I was the uh, massage therapist and exercise tech for a neurologist, chiropractor, and physical therapist, and I I, I did that. Um, and they let me off to take off to Georgia to do that once a week. Oh, that's, do you still talk to them? Cause that's badass. I do. Wow. They must've thought the world of you to do that. Yeah. The, they, I mean, they trusted me with their patients. So I like to think they did. That's so wonderful when you got something symbiotic like that and you've got the support from people that are trying to help you. And I, I, that warms my heart. I re- that really, really does. So Puerto Rico, who called you for that? Was that Bob oh, Ryder did a lot of that. Did you ever run into Bob? Did you ever work that, with Bob Ryder? Bob had, he, he had left just before I got down there. Um, so Luke's uh, Bushwhacker Luke is yep. the one that called me on the phone. Yep. And I thought it was a joke. Like somebody was ribbing me. Um, and I went to Bill. I was like, I got a voicemail. from, And, and he says it's Bushwhacker Luke. I doubt Bushwhacker Luke introduces himself this way in a voicemail. He was like, no, he really does. That's him. Call him back. So I called him back and uh, 
he asked me if I could show up in a week um, down in Puerto Rico if they bought the plane ticket and brought me down. So I took off to Puerto Rico. Are thinking you I was only going to be there for two weeks. Are you wrestling Abyss at any of these Puerto Rican matches? No, he had just left also. Okay, he just I, was, left I was actually Abyss's replacement in Puerto Rico. Okay. So he had, when he left, they brought me in as his replacement. And you said you didn't expect to stay there for more than two weeks, but how long did it really last? A uh, year and a half. Shit. Yeah. Paid. Paid. <laughs> you had a good time, did you? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It, was, still, it was terrific. Do you still go back and do some matches from time to time? Yeah, before COVID, I was going back like once a year, twice a year. Oh, badass, um, dude. And doing stuff. Uh, and they just messaged me recently um won't know if i wanted to come down this year at some point um so i'm probably going to do that and, go yeah, yeah no they i bet you everybody as long, as long as it fits with my schedule and what i got going on um they're gonna give me some dates and i'm gonna try and get down there that's, that's i'm just so happy for you so here we are puerto rico and then you come back and join which promotion after that um I came back and went back to Anarchy, which used to be Wildside, mm-hmm. for a little bit. And uh, then Terry Taylor was there and God. talked to um, who uh, Phil Shatter, who's Gunner. He talked to Gunner and I about coming into TNA mm-hmm. um, and being and, and the original plan was us being with the main event Mafia. Nice. And we showed up and were told to bring suits and all this stuff to be part of the main event mafia what in whatever capacity i don't know but that's what we were told we show up and main event mafia was being disbanded that day <laughs> so they they had other plans for us so they put us with uh jeff jarrett oh well you could do worse i mean i'm, I'm not complaining about that at all hell no <laughs> hell no double j yeah. so you're with jeff jarrett that must have been a really good run and i bet you learned a lot from jeff Oh yeah, learned a ton, um, and it was more about the the charisma, entertainment part of it. Really? Yeah, um, that's what you learned from Double J. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you got to admit he is a charismatic guy, and he knows how to put on a show. He knows how to draw people. I mean, look what he did with TNA when he. We started it up. He knows how he knows what the crowd wants to see. Um, I know people have their opinions about him, and they've been vocal. But I don't. I don't really have anything bad to say about him. And we learned a lot. And he he got us in there and put us in some really good spots. Um, at the at the first, for uh, probably the first six months we were there. And then they moved us over to the Immortal Faction. How how do you feel about, because I, again, people are vocal about me. People are vocal about Vince Russo. People are vocal about an apple these days. You can put up a picture of a circle and people have controversy, find exactly. controversy. Um, I always found Jeff to be super professional. And if it was good for the show, he was 
all all in like i never had any power plays from jeff i never had any i control this or it wasn't my idea therefore it's not good it was always like he was very diplomatic and listened to it and if the gimmick looked like it was going to work and be entertaining he just went with it jeff was really great with just living in the moment and sparring with you and reacting at the situation if it if it wasn't something that we talked about earlier and it was just spontaneous he was just a really good uh what is that kind of acting called when you improv just improv. Great, at, great at improv just he yeah. was the best so what's your number one takeaway from jeff jarrett other than you did a generalization with his charisma but like what's what's something and i'll, I'll share I'll, I'll double you back what is one lesson that you learned maybe the hard way or just by watching him where you that where you carry that with you forever that might even apply to things that aren't wrestling that there's going to be a lot of curveballs thrown at you because he had curveballs thrown at him. And as long as you just take them on a chin and keep doing the right thing that you're, you set your, your, your path for, as long as you keep moving in that direction, the curveballs are not going to ruin your career. They're not going to hurt you because he had a ton and everybody knows all about the drama and he had a ton of it. And he's still and, going. But he's, he's still going. And to this day, he's still going. I mean, he had the match with Flair last year. Like, that, that he's still going. And if he'd have let all that stuff bring him down and be negative, he would have never had the last 12 years. Yeah, true. 13 years. No, so true. as long as you stay positive and keep driving and keep working towards your goal and doing what's best for the show, not best for yourself, Mm -hmm. you're going to be successful and you're going to have longevity. No matter what career it is, whether it's wrestling, acting, sports, gym, accounting, musician, there's going to be curveballs. And and people are going to say negative things about everyone, like you said. They're going to say, and if people aren't talking about you, you're probably not doing it right. No, you're right. You're right. I'll make a counterpoint on that to friend of, not a friend, uh, somebody to the equivalent of Satan. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, the most diabolical human being I've ever met in my life, sociopath, uh, was telling me the other day. He, this was before we we parted our ways, but a colleague of mine was saying I was sitting on Chris Jenner, Kim Kardashian's mom's couch. Yeah. And it came up in conversation. Chris, does it bother you with all the absolutely nasty and horrible things that are said about? Um, your daughter and Kendall and just, just everybody, Chloe, like there's such nasty stuff, especially Kim that said, and she just smiled and said, I love it. And he said, how could you possibly love reading and hearing all of this heinous stuff about your, your family? And she said, it's like this, this is how I view it. So good. And I've said this before. She said, your career is like a car. Okay. It's a car battery. Your career is like a car battery and it, it, the car or the car battery either one she said but you need you need this battery to run the car and he's like okay what's your point and she said well think about a battery in order for a battery to operate to run the car you need to have a positive and a negative and if just the positive is connecting and not the negative well it's not going to it's not going to juice correctly and it's not going to power that car your career and it's not going to go or if you just have a negative and there's no positive it's the same thing so she really brought that to light for me and I think about that all the time when stuff's bad or 
it's like I get that, you know, when somebody rejects you or you hear something really negative and it, it hits you like a, a ton of bricks or a punch in the face or the gut. But if you don't have some negativity to balance it out or to keep you in check or to just make people talk about you and bump up that algorithm on your page, then you're not doing anything, doing everything right if you're Sally perfect. And the best thing that I learned from, from I it was one of the first matches that uh, Harrison Storm ever had. And I remember they said, <clears throat> run into the locker room and cover it and just buy some time. And, and, and the words that came out of my mouth were, James Storm has broken his leg and I don't know what's going to happen now and blah, blah, blah. And I remember coming out of there thinking, oh, I was really articulate and I did a really great job. And I got, I think it was Terry Taylor. He, Terry Taylor was always chewing me into a new one. Like that guy would beat verbally the shit out of me. And he's like, what? What did you just say? And I was like, I just, he said, no, you forgot a very important word. And it might not have been Terry. It was somebody else, but Terry was always on my ass. It was appears. And it might even have been Bill. It appears as though James Storm has broken his leg. And I'm like, what's the difference? And they're like, well, you've said it's broken now. Now we have to go down this writing path where if you would have said appears, one word difference inserted into that changes the whole trajectory, the whole spectrum. And it's like, I think about that when I'm talking now, just in business, whether it be with the photography business that I have or the music and the touring that I do, it's like there are words, transitional words that can be used in there that can cover your ass at a later time because you can say, well, I didn't exactly say that. I said that it appears to be, or I wasn't quite sure, or, and it's like, that's just so important. And it's, it's just such a way of, who else was I talking to today that was just saying like they they just want to oh it was it was an agent I was talking to saying like somebody mm -hmm. just wants to cover their ass and I was like I don't think that they're trying to cover their ass and he's like no they're using words like they're trying to be general generalization and, and cover their ass and it was they're like creating oh. deniability it was a great lesson to learn though it was a great lesson I learned so much from Jeff and so much from from impact oh. DNA. It was, it was awesome. And obviously you did too. Yeah. So yeah. here we are, we fast forward. You've been in and out of promotions. You seem to come back to them and then circle back and do something else and come back again. And how did you end up at Billy Corrigan's promotion? Like, how did that happen? Um, I was, uh, working at the gym one night Oh God. <laughs> as I do every day. Uh, and it was coming out of COVID, so I had no employees. Before COVID, I had 11 employees. And COVID shut everything down. I'm working by myself 15 hours a day. Ugh. And I get a phone call uh, from Pat Kenny. Oh, shit. And I'm like, why is he calling? Diamond Dallas. And I and I pick it up. Simon and Diamond. We just start chit-chatting. He's like, so the reason I'm calling is uh, you want to come in and do a match. I was like, sure. When and where? And how do I how do I get ready for it? <laughs> so he was like, uh, it's gonna be at the uh, in St. Louis at the anniversary show. I was like, okay. He's like, not promising anything, but it's a match. Okay, cool. And he had watched a, a match with me and um me and a, a tag partner working Sal Renaro and uh, his tag partner, Dylan at an indie show. And he contacted Sal. He's like, give me, uh, is that 
who is this guy? He was like, well, you know him. He told him who I was. He was like, oh, let me call him right now. And he gave me a buzz. And I showed up thinking I'm just doing a match, not knowing what it is. And they put me in the Rumble. They're like, hey, you're winning the Rumble. Oh, like, you're okay. winning it. Shit. I thought I was just doing a match. He's like, well, it is a match. But you're winning it. Sweet. But the funny story is I'd never listened to rock and roll music. I'd only listened to like rap and hip hop as a teenager. And the 90s happened. And I didn't listen to rock and roll at all. Sorry. <laughs> and okay. the Smashing Pumpkins came on MTV one day and I loved the Smashing Pumpkins. I was like, this band is amazing. So I started listening to more rock and roll in the 90s and all the different grunge bands and coming out of the grunge. And um, so when I walked over to meet Billy, he's like, we're going to call you Judas. You have a problem with that? I said, if Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins wants to call me Judas, you can call me <laughs> Judas. <laughs> right. I'm just wanting to, to talk to uh, Billy Corgan about some Smashing Pumpkin stuff. He's like, we got plenty of time for that. Now, I've never talked to him about any Smashing Pumpkin stuff. To this day, the two years, I'm still wanting say, my Smashing Pumpkins talk, Billy. You'll so, get it. You'll get it. They're so lucky to have you on the roster. Are you excited? You. What's going on in the future that you can kind of allude to, or you don't have to kill any surprises? But what can you what can you tell us that the future's holding for Judas and NWA? Uh, the future for the NWA is I'm looking for a big announcement about some television stuff happening soon that's it. what i'm hoping that's my prediction for this year they're going to announce some sort of television product um and we're on fight tv and youtube now but i'm i pay attention to what's happening and i'm predicting some sort of television stuff is coming um and the the tag team so you know mitchell james mitchell is our manager yeah i love james and we uh formed a tag team with uh max the impaler yes um so we are now a tag team in the crockett cup so i'm looking for uh, us to make waves at the crockett cup and after I'm crossing my fingers that waves will be made at the Crockett Cup in Winston-Salem in June. Well, if it has anything to do with you and Billy Corrigan and that promotion and Father James Mitchell, he's one of my all-time favorites to work with and such a dear friend. I know it's just pure success. I'm so yeah, excited for you. He's a great guy. Oh, he's brilliant. He's so freaking brilliant, man. so intelligent, so articulate, so man. good on Mike. That man can cut off a promo. Ugh. Off the top of his head, yep. I don't know where he gets this stuff? Nope. Where from in comic his books? Brain? He gets it from comic books. I he's read comic nerd. books. I can't do that. He's a nerd. He's he Man. will tell you. He's a nerd. He will tell you. He's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'm so glad that you got hooked up with him. What's the biggest thing you've learned from him, from the sinister minister? Uh, changed my look. Um, so uh, I was more clean cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started with NWA yep, and he's helped me evolve my look um, from my hair, growing my beard out more yep. than it was. 
and I, I even changed my gear really recently um it's been he and i bouncing things off off the wall to see what looks good what sounds good um but he's helped me evolve my look for the character and for the show um I, in a very positive way um uh. everybody 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 loves the direction i'm taking the look and he he has been um a big part of making that happen with the dreads and growing my beard out and not looking like every other big guy on the roster or every other big guy in wrestling he 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 put that in my brain start figuring out how to look different so i started figuring out how to look different shout out to the sinister minister out to the sinister minister popping hard for the sinister minister well, Judas, we have gone way over our 27 minutes, which I initially asked you for. Oh, I can't thank you enough. Is there anything that we can promote? Any T-shirts, any sites, any Patreon, any OnlyFans? You never know. Anything <laughs> that anything that we can, your gym and where we can, let's talk about that one more time where we can find you. You're in South Carolina, but you also do online meal prep, diet plans. Do you do online training at all? I do or- online training. I use an app. I program the entire workout on the app. I use the app Train Heroic, and I program everything on there um, and communicate through the app. I've got like 22 remote clients that are distance. A couple of them work at AEW. Get out. A couple of them uh, are at NWA. I love it. And a couple of them were formerly at WWE, um, and they're in between contracts now. And, and I train them with their, their workouts and their meal plans um, through the app. And uh, so, yeah, so I got that. The four balance fitness. Remember the four, not the word, the number. We can promote that. Um, anybody wants that, we can hook it up. Uh, I, I look, again, take it from somebody that's walking the walk. What else? Any other gimmicks that you're selling, plugging? Uh, nah, just watch the show. Oh, good plug. Good plug. Watch the show. The show is where it's at. Watch it. Tune in. I think tonight it's, well, it's it's already, it's already aired. Yes. um, And this isn't live. This will come out in a couple weeks. Oh, okay. So Tuesday, 6.05. Saturday is at 12.05. All right. Tune in. Check it out. And then, like I said, my big my big prediction for this year is it will be on t- television somewhere. I can't wait. Happen. Goldie's Closet, episode 220 with our special guest, Judas, amongst many other names. We want to thank you always for tuning in on this Thursday. I know you have so many different options for your entertainment pleasure. So thanks for being a loyal member of uh, Vinny Ruse Army, the Russo's brand. Grand family, we appreciate you and love you. And uh, as always, I remind you to stay safe out there, but be free and always stay golden. And we clap at the end. Yay! Big pause, big pause. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the show. Give me a smile. Thank you. What's up, everyone? It's Goldie Impact Wrestling, TLC's Cheapskates. Ted Nugent's running wild from him somewhere in the woods. 
And maybe you've seen our band, Goldilocks Band. We're out there. We're on tour. But now we're connecting on Cameo. So I want to tell you that I'm here to be your humble servant. And that's whatever you need said for you, for a friend, a shout-out, a golden shout-out. You name it, here and on it. Now, just reminding you, keep it classy, keep it cool, and keep it above the belt. But I want to offer you something a little bit uh, a little bit different. Just remember, if I'm not on the road and I've got access to these next beauties, we can always have... I want to make this the most amazing experience for you ever because you deserve it. Your friends deserve it. Your loved ones deserve it. And just remember, I can sing you a few lines of a song. It can be from from anywhere. Like, uh, it can be from somewhere over the rainbow. Or it could be near, far, wherever. It could even be on a highway to hell. It can even be from there. Oh, and keep in mind, not all requests are the same. Maybe your motivation comes with a harder edge. Maybe you need a more jagged little pill. There's nothing that I love more than playing the heel. So if you need your message delivered with more, uh... What's the word I'm looking for? Intention? Please specify. Can't wait to connect with you on Cameo. Thanks so much for being here. Stay golden.